0: Hey everyone, it's Nina. Before I play this episode, I just wanted to thank those of you who have been following along. It's been a really fun journey for me, podcasting, and I'm excited for what's more to come. That being said, if you enjoy it too, please follow along on my Instagram, tell me about it, YYC, um, pop a follow, subscribe, you know, all that good stuff. As you can see from the description of this episode, I'm interviewing a psychic medium named Rona. We actually met a few years back, and yeah, she's a very interesting lady, and we had a really good discussion. So whether or not you're you know, a total believer in this or you're a total skeptic, um, it's still a really good conversation, and you also gain some really good insight into her life and answers some really good questions. So yeah, sit back, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Tell Me About It, episode five. Today I have Rona Beaumont. Rona has been working as a medium, a psychic, a medical intuitive, and a healer for over 15 years. Her services are aimed to help people find their true life purpose while channeling spirit, energy healing, and more. She's here today to talk about her life and what led her into this path and how she really is able to do the things that she does. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Rona. Thank you so much for being
1: here and telling your story today. Thank you so much for having me, Nina. It's uh, exciting to be part of this today.
0: Yeah, and I think um, there are a lot of believers in this world about this topic and a lot of non-believers. Yes, so it'll be really good to get your insight into you know you and your life. So with that being said, can you tell us a little bit about you and how your spiritual journey began, absolutely. and what you were doing before that?
1: Yes, absolutely. It is quite an interesting story. I think with most mediums, they all have, they all have a backstory, as we say. Um, I started my full spiritual journey into mediumship nineteen years ago, actually, now in the year two thousand. Uh, my major. Turning point in my life was the passing of my father. So the major, the moment actually when I found out that he was uh, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I started to feel and connect in to his mother, my granny, even before he had passed over. So even though growing up as a child, and I perhaps will chat to you later about childhood experiences, even though I knew I was, if we want to use the word psychic, so I had episodes, I could see spirit, etc. most of my life I would block them out. But with my father being diagnosed ill and then passing over, It almost as if I was switched on like a radio station to this new frequency where suddenly I was very, very connected with the spiritual realm. Um, I knew the day my father was going to pass. Um, I was told two weeks before the day it was. Mm-hmm. And I was working in a corporate regular job at the time. So I actually booked a hairdressing appointment that day. Oh. <laughs> because I just saw that I knew I'd have to have the day off. Oh, um, because I knew that was the day he was going to pass. Um, and I, he was in a hospice. So I went to um, went to the hospice, knew it was going to be that evening. My mother and my sister did not want to be there. A lot of people find the actual moment of passing very difficult so they actually left and I was there on my own and it was at that moment I was told by my guides and those in the spiritual community that were around me at that time that I'd written a contract to be there at the time of my father's passing they actually told me yes you you've already signed up to do this this is one of those agreements you've made Um, so as I was there in the room My father was, um, as you know, many of you, I'm sure, have struggled with uh, people that have passed with cancer. They're often in a sort of morphine-induced state. Um, He was talking to me telepathically. He was telling me things about his life that I had never been told before and was able to verify later with my mother. And my granny, his mother, was sitting in the chair next to the bed with her dog, a dog called Judy, at her feet and she was crocheting. My, my granny was a huge crochet, so she was sitting crocheting as though she was waiting for something. So as I'm sitting there, he's telling me about his younger life, about times back in the 1950s, things he'd done in his life. And then I felt this gathering is the only way I can describe it. All of these beautiful beings of light, energetic forces just filled the room, which was absolutely incredible to feel, sense and see. It's, it's quite difficult to describe. And then in the corner of my eye, I saw his very, very good friend appear who'd passed away two years before, who I would have called my Uncle Tom. Wasn't really an uncle, but close family friend. Mm -hmm. And he kept looking at his watch. And I'm like, I don't know, why are you looking at your watch? My father's in no place to go. And I heard him say to my dad, come on, I've got the beers in. We're going to go down the pub. You know, I've got the beers in. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? Anyway, um, he was there. These angelic beings were there. And... um, I was very, very lucky, or maybe I would say synchronistically it happened, that happened to be on duty that day, a hospice nurse who was psychic herself, who came into the room, saw my granny, because at this point I was thinking I was going crazy, because even though I'd had psychic experience as a child, this was on another level, this was full on spiritual activity of a crazy neighbor, mm-hmm. she came and she said, Oh, yes, I see that lady. I thought that was his wife. I said, Well, because she hadn't met my mother. She said, No, no, that's his mother. That's my my dad's mother I said, Oh, yeah, I see her. Don't you know, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, she was she sort of sat with me for a bit. And then I saw this moment, which I can only describe as his, uh, his whole spiritual being this energy, pour into the center of the heart of his physical body and leave out and then appear. It appeared um, through his heart and then grew into basically what what I now would describe as an energetic field or a spiritual being, mm-hmm. but healthy. And looking like he did when he was in his 60s. And he suddenly just appeared right up in, before me. And I knew that was the moment of his passing. And so the lady, the nurse I was sitting to her said, oh, he's just, he's just gone. She didn't see that, but she felt what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so she sort of held his wrist and took his pulse. And she said, oh, yes, he's just passed at that very moment. So that wow. was my first huge awakening. That's Which intense. was
0: <laughs> beyond. Yeah. Kind of happened in a beautiful way, though, too. Yeah.
1: And how freaky. old were you? Um, I was in my 30s. I was just in my oh. early 30s. And I was just. <sighs> just sort of blown away by the whole experience um, and thought, my goodness, you know, what, what's going on here? You know, I, mm-hmm. I have to get in a taxi and I have to go home and I can't even comprehend what just happened to me. Just it so was so overwhelming. So overwhelming. And from that moment on, it was like I was switched on, like tuned in is another expression you often hear mediums talk about. Mm-hmm. Like a radio station, you know, where you tune in on the car. Um, I was tuned in. So everywhere I went... 24 7 I could see spirits I could see earthbound spirits which is often used ghosts um, I could see when I, when I was sitting next to someone I would see their relatives like it was hmm. full on so and it really I, was like a light switch that just like oh, turned on. Absolutely. And suddenly what was happening was that the spiritual world, if you like, knew that I was switched on so I couldn't sit and have a conversation without a loved one coming and saying, oh, can you just tell her this? Can you just tell her this? So I was mad constantly. And um, what I found out that morning after my dad had passed, um, and literally the clocks did stop, 10 to 2 in the morning, the clock was on the sideboard, it mm. stopped exactly that time. I got home and the phone rang the next morning and my father's extremely good best friend that he'd known for 60 years passed away an hour after my, my father passed away. Oh my so gosh. the Uncle Tom that was coming was to get my dad ready to receive Fred, his very, very good friend, so that he could be there for him. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Crazy okay. story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so does anyone else in your family have this gift?
1: So that's a really good question because um, actually I'm adopted. Oh, right. So, yes. Yeah, so, my sister, my adopted sister, was psychic, right? Okay. And she was one of twins. Her twin, my brother, you would call it, um, passed away when he was 18 months old. She felt him and knew he was around all the time. Um, but very sadly, her way of dealing with her psychic abilities. And the voices in her head was alcohol, um, which is which can be quite often happen with psychics. And she passed away very tragically a couple of years ago from alcoholism. Um, but when we were younger, we would often play what we would just consider games, um, but holding hands and thinking about a particular like a circle, a square, or a star. We would play games back to backwards and forwards and be always getting it right. So even though we weren't related. I knew I was meant to be in that family to be with her right and when my father passed her my sister was with us uh, was was here too um her brother or my brother came and with us and he was there the whole time he was in spirit obviously grown up in spirit and he was with us and both of us could see him wow. at the same time crazy yeah. how that works <laughs> I know I know crazy crazy but not on my birth family because I found them recently so uh, oh, I you have did? yeah yeah wow. yeah yeah do you want to hear that story? Sure. <laughs> that's, that's so many yes. crazy stories. <laughs> so when my sister passed away uh, two years ago, I um, obviously went home to see my family and be with my family at that time. And my Can sister, you for you? Um, England. Okay. Yeah. So my sister, who's obviously in spirit, came through to me on the other side and said, you need to find your adoption papers and you need to find them now. I'm like, why? You've just passed over. Why am I doing this? So she said, mm-hmm. I'll tell you where they are. So she guided me to exactly in my parents' house, exactly where the adoption papers were, in a particular desk, on a particular shelf. She pulled out, the and there they were, the file, my name, and everything, my birth name was in there. She said, you need to make contact. I'm like, oh my goodness, after all this time. Um, So I flew back to Calgary that night. It took me six hours on Facebook to find them. That was it on Facebook. Wow. I found them on Facebook. And I contacted my aunt on Facebook. And, um, and the rest i say is, is history. Um, she contacted, obviously, my mum, my her sister, and my family. And now, you know, we, we see each other regularly over those last sort of two years. So yeah, my adopted sister amazing. led me to my birth family. That Get is super crazy. cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when you're communicating with the other side Yes. what kinds of things do you typically hear or see like do you full-on see something like in front of you physically or is it more like in your mind you'll see images
1: yeah Uh, so I do work clairvoyantly and clairvoyantly means clear sight actually Mm. translates as so I do see spirit I see spirit around people the strange crazy thing is though if I close my eyes the image is even stronger
0: interesting
1: so I see them in my mind's eye as well as physically see them yeah sometimes um it can be a little bit scary to see people when you're not imagining that imagining that you know you're not knowing that they're there yeah often loved ones turn up early for appointments Mm -hmm. so often I have appointment with a client and their loved one in spirit actually turns up before um I remember one case when a young lady who I didn't know anything about uh, turned up at my doorstep and um, I, was, I just sort of welcomed her in. And I turned around to take her up the stairs to my little room where I was reading at the time. Mm-hmm. And literally full on the top of the stairs was a man who was her fiancé. Literally, and because I turned around and wasn't expecting him because, you know, I wasn't in the reading, we hadn't even started, she'd only just walked through the door, bless her. Mm-hmm. He was so, so desperate to speak to her oh my goodness. that he waited right at the top of the stairs. And it kind of startled you? Yes. And I was like, oh, okay, so um, he's already here. Yes, yes. So sometimes they get very, very, uh, very desperate to see them. Um, But then when they want to send messages, again, mostly with me, because of the clairvoyancy, I see them. I see in my head. They'll give me a particular example, a particular thing, and they'll be very, very clear. This is what I want you to pass on. I think the funny thing is, and a lot of people who've had readings will probably know this, they come up with really weird little things like very very strange little things uh, I was with a lady this week um, in um, in a hospital bed and her relatives came through her father came through and he kept showing me this beautiful puppet you know like a handmade puppet it's absolutely beautiful why a puppet of all the weird things mm-hmm. so um so I turned around and, and was sent I said i ah, said." I don't know why, but your father is telling me you're showing me this beautiful handmade puppet. Well, it connects with you of a childhood. I know it's a little bit bizarre, out of nowhere. And she said, "Oh, she said my parents went to Brazil and got these beautiful handmade puppets. And last week I gave them to my daughter to pass oh, wow. on down the family." So she said, "Absolutely." So sometimes you think yeah. we can think the information that's random, but it's something that particularly connects with a memory validates it and validates it yes yes because yes couldn't they say they love you and they're proud of you absolutely do they but when they give you specific random things which seem totally random that's the way of getting that validation for that person who needs it right yeah
0: um so we kind of touched upon this but when you hear or see things is it mostly when you're tuned in or is it also involuntarily a lot of the time
1: I'm much better at it than I was 19 years ago. When it first happened to me, I, I felt I was going, literally felt I was going crazy. And I actually went to see a medium to say, could you just like switch this off? Like, is there a button or something? Because um, I've got like a death certificate to do. And I was the executor of my father's will. And like, I have all these earthly oh, things gosh. to do. And I can't be talking to people. Because at that point, I was talking to people on trains and giving messages. Like it oh, was, really? it was very crazy. Um, so she very nicely smiled at me. And of course, spirit said, me to the right person because she was a, a tutor at the College of Psychic Studies who basically be, then became my mediumship t- tutor. And she said, she said, well, no, there's no switch off button, but what I can help you do is manage it so that you can switch it on and switch it off yeah. so you don't have to deal with that all the time, which I was extremely grateful for. Uh, so besides, you know, when you're getting up in the morning and, I, you know, I've got a full day of appointments, that's when they normally turn out when I'm brushing my teeth and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, can you just wait a little? because I'm not quite in session yet. But outside of that, it's not so bad as okay. it used to be.
0: <laughs> are there ever any times when you're reading someone and you just, you literally get nothing?
1: Um, I th- If someone comes to me and they're very, very anxious or they are... Um, they they sometimes feel that oh, I don't know whether I should be here. Maybe, you know, maybe you're a little bit skeptic. So they close mm-hmm. themselves down. It can be more difficult to get through to them. But I would never say I've had a session when I've got nothing, right? Okay. I, that's, that doesn't tend to happen. Someone will come through. Not necessarily always the person they're expecting, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, um, but what I always say about those that come and, you know, they sit there with their arms folded and like, oh, don't really want to be here. But you know, so and so brought me along and said I should come. Mm-hmm. Those ones. Or oh, those, the, the, the wonderful thing of someone arrives, oh, it's been a surprise. I didn't know where I was going today, but I was coming to, apparently I was coming to see you. Oh my gosh, please don't do that to your friends, anyone is listening. <laughs> yeah, please, if you're going to give them a gift certificate, let them know what it is first. Because <laughs> if they arrive on my doorstep and they're not expecting to be read, it's very difficult. Yeah. So some, but, but I always say that they're a bit like a birthday present, because when you give them that one piece of information, that one validation, oh my gosh, the tears it start. Oh, my gosh. Like instantly. Right. And suddenly someone who is the biggest skeptic is then becomes your biggest fan. And they're the ones that suddenly another 20 people come see you because, oh, my gosh, can you believe? Right? Crazy.
0: I need to bring my boyfriend here then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Bring it on.
0: (laughs) What do you think is the biggest misconception
1: or stereotype that people have about this world? Right. The, I think the biggest stereotype, oh, it's a good question. There are so many, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fortune tellers, were gypsies and that we live in little tents and we sit here with our crystal <laughs> yeah. balls. I've had that one uh, oh, quite God. a lot. Um, I think that's quite, a I, I think a lot of people, it's different interestingly in North America than it is in the UK. I've noticed quite a difference between the two. I find in the UK, it is more of an established practice. I would say, whereas in North America, it's still the fortune teller right. type of yeah. image goes with it, because I've noticed language people talk about intuitives or empath, and even medium is yeah. not so popular. So I feel like maybe North America has a connotation with with that fortune teller or um, yeah, faith healers, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so quite a few different, but I but um, I haven't really come across. I mean, I'm, I suppose I'm. I'm lucky that the guides always send me people that want to be here. So I'm really, really honoured that the people who come and see me don't really have too many stereotypes, which is actually quite nice. That's really nice. Speaking of
0: guides... Can you briefly explain spirit guides and what they do for people?
1: Absolutely, spirit guides or guardian angels is another word that we often use, um, are those that are here to work with you on your earthly incarnation. Every soul that comes down to earth works with a spirit guide with at least one spirit guide, their main spirit guide or guardian angel. Before your spiritual self, your soul, moves into this earthly body, so before you even are born, you've already made a plan with your guide of what you want to achieve in your life. You've decided who your parents are, you've decided when you are going to be born astrologically with the planets aligned in certain ways so that they can give you certain skills or, or ways of being personality-wise which will help you with your purpose and what you're here to fulfill. So this guide from the moment you're born is there with you 24-7. Often you will have, I say, a main guide and then you will have what I will call like helpers or teachers or masters. So depending on what type of soul you are and what your purposes are, you have others helpers as well that works with the guardian angel. The spirit guide is there to really um, provide you with any type of support that you need, but not to interfere with free will. So unless you ask for something, they're not going to do, they're not going to get involved, right? It definitely is a free will li- life down here on earth. But I'm sure as many of your listeners have had the experience when they have suddenly felt had a loud boom, no, in their head like no, big, big Mm lad, That is often a guide warning you about something that's going, whether you're like, that's not on the path. That's not a way you need to go, right? So they do. And and, and most people I talk to feel that maybe they don't hear the voice, but they feel those moments. Mm -hmm. And that is your guide, putting you into the making sure you're going on the right path.
0: So everyone basically has a guide. It's just whether or not you want to invite them.
1: Exactly, exactly. Whether you want to invite them in, whether you're talking and connecting in with them. And I always think it's fun, you know, if you're not sure about your guide and you feel, oh, no one talks to me, well, have a little bit of fun with it. You know, I often say, like, ask a question and ask your guide to give you the information within a week. And maybe you're asking for a sign, which might be butterflies or a rainbow or purple feathers or whatever it might be. But say, OK, if you're really there, guide, and you're really here to work with me, I want to see... X, Y, and Z, buy and then give them a day, a time. What you need to be do then is to be open to how that information is received to you. So if you, for instance, said purple feathers, maybe you see purple feathers on the back of a book or on a Facebook ad or, you know, on someone's back window of a car you have to be prepared to see that image or that sign in all of its forms but i suggest you give it a go because spirit never never lets you down yeah and they will show you in some regard we just often aren't paying attention
0: interesting i've been trying for like the past like very recently like 2 weeks yeah. to try and channel my spirit guides and it was kind of weird because this morning i was just waking up and i heard the most clearest voice right in my ear and it was a man's voice and all it was, was let's chat Nina and I just opened my eyes yes. and I was like it literally sounds like he was right beside me and I'm like I wonder if that's, that's my spirit guide absolutely
1: absolutely and isn't that weird or synchronistic that that would happen today today when we're having this conversation yeah. so I was like oh
0: <laughs> it was kind of like a little frightening at the same time though
1: yeah begin the dialogue when we're following a path of spirit and the work you're doing now is providing communication of spiritual work it's amazing how the guides will appear right because you're doing purposeful work so guess what of course they want to chat with you right and they want to help you out Do you believe in the law of attraction? Uh, the law of attraction is one of many spiritual laws. I think since The Secret came out, the book The Secret came out, everyone's been focusing on the law of attraction. But there are there are over 30 plus laws, uh, spiritual laws actually, that exist within oh. the world. Um, yes, I do believe in the spiritual laws. Law of karma being one as well. Um, law, law of karmic return. Oh my goodness, there are, there are so many. I feel like where people struggle with the law of attraction, and I think this is um, what happened with The Secret, people just felt, oh, I just write my check on the wall or I just do my vision board and then I'll attract everything and then it doesn't happen. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're dealing with spiritual laws, whether and if you are dealing with law of attraction and creating abundance, it's not just about speaking that. It's not just about writing the check. It's about are you emotionally... Connected to abundance? Do you feel with every bone in your body? Can you visualize it? Can you see yourself? Are you aware of that money flowing down around your head? That's abundance. That's creating attraction. Purely just like doing one thing or right saying in your head oh you know i need to attract abundance it's not going to be it you need to be fully immersed right energetically emotionally and physically in the process of bringing abundance into your life yeah okay i put this out there on my instagram
0: um i usually ask my audience for questions they have awesome. and for this one i actually got the most questions Oh, and exciting. i got some really good ones too so i'm gonna maybe you have to do those. a part two then <laughs> maybe um This is a good one. Do you think that everyone has some psychic ability, but not everyone is tuned into it?
1: Yes, everyone, every soul is psychic. Every soul is intuitive. I think if you ask every mother that with their child, they will tell you there'll be moments when they have known if their child was ill before their child even showed any symptoms. We all have psychic psychic abilities. We all can read other people's emotions, Mm -hmm. energy around them all the time. Um, I often use the example of being a piano player. Can everybody be taught how to play a piano and pick out a tune? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Are we all going to be concert pianists? Probably not, but if we practiced, we will be much better than just working with one hand. We could probably get to work with two hands. It's exactly the same with psychic ability. If you work with it and you introduce it into your life and you connect in and you find the time every day to meditate and to provide connection into your spiritual self, then absolutely your psychic ability will get stronger. Does that make sense? Yes, very much.
0: (sighs) Can you attract negative energies to yourself?
1: Yes. Good. No, that's an awesome question, too. I think I always get the question is, well, you talk a lot about the light, but is is there a dark energy and is there negativity? Absolutely. The whole world, the whole of Earth is in balance. We talk a lot about yin and yang. The whole life experiences or earthly experiences are in balance too. So there are positive emotions, negative emotions, pain, pleasure. All of these things exist in balance with each other, light and dark. The w- The ways in which we can attract negativity are often when we are feeling low ourselves. Mm. So people that maybe are struggling with depression or struggling with loss or trauma, mm. they are more likely to attract in a negative way. Um, entity negative emotions negative uh, elements around someone because there are actually like um, like gaps or holes within their own energy blocked energy and these are causing them pain and that is often when negativity flows in does that make sense as a yeah. quick answer for a long yeah, question for sure. but <laughs> have you
0: ever uncovered something disturbing about a person while reading them
1: disturbing. I wouldn't say disturbing, uh, no. I, I think another one of those myths, you know, you talked about myths earlier, is that, oh, mediums, you know, know when someone's going to pass. Um, it's not quite like that. You know, spirit guides, loved one, is spirit that we connect with are going to provide us with information that are in the best interest, the highest purpose of the person we're reading, right? right? So it's always with their best interest in part. So we, I wouldn't say we ever ever find anything that is disturbing as such. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't really think of it. I've certainly encountered earthbound spirits who are struggling, are in pain, or are these are what you would call ghosts that are um, that people can be fearful of. But actually, what's happened is they've got stuck in a place because of unresolved issues or something that's happened
0: is this that term purgatory
1: stage or yeah purgatory, purgatory. You're yeah well, so, well sort of I suppose that's how the Bible sort of describes it isn't it but what I found um, not that I do a ton of house clearings but when I did house clearings before is that there are sometimes earthbound spirits that just get stuck they don't go towards the light for whatever reason something has been unresolved within their life and they don't feel ready to pass fully on to the spiritual s- spiritual realm so they get stuck on on the earthbound plane, on the mm. physical plane. And sometimes they can feel, if they're in your house or around your house, they can bother people, right? And they don't mean to, it's just that they're stuck at a particular moment at a particular time um, and they don't know how to move forward, mm. yeah? Okay.
0: How do you determine if a place has spirits in them? Um,
1: okay, uh, and by that they probably mean earthbound spirits, mm-hmm. I would suggest, yes. yes, I would think. Okay, or ghosts. Um. Often you will find that there are places or parts of a room that are cold, where the rest of the room is hot. Mm-hmm. Um, you will find there's cold, what we call cold spots. Uh, often you'll find if you have pets, dogs or cats, there'll be an area potentially of a house that they are they will avoid, or they will just stand and bark at a particular corner mm-hmm. for no reason, or or go around in circles. Right? Those are all signs normally that there are earthbound spirits around. Um, lights flickering, right? Playing spirits love to play with lights. Um, um, love to make noises those are all tend to be signs that there's something in the house. children normally are the first to pick up if there's an earthbound spirit in the house without with waking up when they when they're supposed to be sleeping suddenly they start waking up in the night. Um, if they're old enough talking about being disturbed in their night those can often be the case with earthbound spirit. What often is the challenge is to figure out, is it an earthbound spirit that is connected to the property or the land, or is it a loved one in spirit who maybe just like a grandpa or something who maybe just stepped in and wanted to see a child that was born right. but didn't get the chance before they passed? Yeah. Um, two very very different energies. A loved one in spirit will feel will, will will feel cool, like all spirits feel cool, but there'll be a warmth with it, like a love with it. You wouldn't necessarily have that with an earthbound spirit that was connected to the to the land or the property. Right. I have found in Calgary um, there are certain areas of the city where there are um, many indigenous spirits that have not been happy with the way the land has been treated, especially oh, when there right. have been houses built on the land. So I, I have had quite a few clients who have struggled with their house being built in an area which was sacred mm-hmm. and the indigenous people, the Indigenous. Um, person just still being in that space the earthbound spirit not happy with with the house being built on it so that for this for Calgary can be quite common in certain areas for sure um have you ever
0: had animal spirits come through
1: yes um I feel that a lot of people who I mean you're making you're talking about pets dogs and cats I'm assuming Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yes a lot of people really love the validation that they're dog or their cat is with a loved one in spirit so often loved ones in spirit will Mm. come along and be with their dog at their feet with a with the person's dog um and it's beautiful to see that right because they are they do pass over and they do very much run to a loved one in spirit that they often have known when they've been Mm. in this life that's nice to know yeah
0: (laughs) um has anyone well i guess you kind of started with this but Has anyone passed in your life that has come through to you?
1: Yes, I do. I speak to my dad all the time. Um, I speak to my sister all the time as well, and I feel very honoured when they do come through and give me information. I'm, I feel very lucky, you know, to have that. And I have a lot of people on the other side helping me with this work, which is which is beautiful in its own way, mm-hmm. right? But uh, but yeah, my, my sister for sure, who now having having passed very very tra- tragically, um, really struggled with that passing. I, I have a little story about that, if that. Okay, if we've got time. Ooh, absolutely. Um, when, when she actually passed over, she was obviously in the UK and I was here in Calgary. I did obviously know that she'd passed because she came through to me that morning and her brother, um, Simon, actually put out his hand for her and showed me the moment of his passing and what was so cool i don't know if you know the song actually from aladdin which is popular at the moment now um the magic carpet ride do you know when he puts out his hand and says do you trust me yes that's what he did for my sister so he put out his hand he said do you trust me and then he kept playing that song over and over again to know that my sister was going to be okay and that she was coming home
0: Mm -hmm. that's
1: beautiful. I have another little, okay, I have another little story actually talking about my brother. Um, When my um, father passed away, my mum wanted his ashes to be spread in the same part of the cemetery as where my brother was was buried or his ashes were. But my mum couldn't remember where that was and we went into the cemetery, which was huge by the way, massive areas. And there's all these bushes, and um, a lot of ashes were put into these different bush after bush after bush, and there was there's yeah. rows of them. And Simon, my brother, literally stood there and put his hand out and pointed to exactly where it was. Fortunately, they were all numbered. So we were then oh, able wow. to take the number into the administration office and say, right, we want there." And they're like, well, why do you want there?" Because Simon is buried there. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So isn't that a cool story? And they're like, "Oh yep. really cool, yeah, <laughs> that's correct."
0: Um, do you have a memorable reading you've done before that's kind of always stayed with you?
1: Oh my gosh, I have. Uh, it, it's 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 um, a struggle, I think, being a medium. I, I mean, I ever have like over four hundred clients now to really hold on to information because when we're mm-hmm. acting as a medium, information flows through, right. goes to the client, and then literally goes out of my mind okay. um, what I think the most ones that are most memorable are those where I've um, worked with individuals whose loved one has just passed over but has left something that they behind or something that they really need to tell them right. about for the funeral I remember one story about um, a mother who passed over and I actually met her in in life before she passed over which actually makes it a little bit inter- easier to contact with them anyway they were looking for a particular photograph for her for her funeral and they didn't know where it was mm-hmm and she told me exactly where it was, in the basement of this house, nowhere I'd ever been, on what? which particular shelf, in which particular corner. And not only that, she also needed her nurse's pin to go to her daughter as well. So when they feel there's something very precise that needs to be done, they will do it. Um, another client of mine who passed over, and I, again, I knew him in life before he passed over, he, talking to his son about the farm, being very specific about which tyres needed to be replaced on the truck. And he yeah. had, had chance to do it, but they needed to be this particular tie with this particular number and you need to better get on it pretty quickly. So sometimes it's quite funny, you know, when they do have something very, very particular that, oh my gosh, this needs to you know, wow, this needs to happen. Crazy.
0: <laughs> How do you deal with sceptics and criticism of what you do?
1: Um normally I I actually I I, I think I said before, I actually love S- skeptics because I does feel like a birthday present because as I say, the the interesting thing about a skeptic is you just give them one piece of information and they're just blown away. Right. Um, I'm married to a tourist. If anyone knows what tourists are, I like out there. They're very earthy, stubborn people. Mm-hmm. So so my husband, certainly in the beginning, was like, this is a little bit crazy. You're a crazy heebie-jeebie person. <laughs> um, but over the years, obviously, there have been things that have happened. you know. So I tell a funny story yesterday. <laughs> so many funny stories of spirit. Um, he was coming back from a work trip in Denver, and he texted me saying, oh, plane's going to be, you know, I'm going to be getting on the plane in about five minutes. So I texted him back and say you better book a nice hotel because you're not going anywhere. So he texts me back and says, what are you talking about? Yeah, there are a few thunderstorms, but it's fine because he hadn't said anything about the weather. I said, oh, okay. So then he texts me five minutes later. and says, oh, the crew's getting on. I'm like, oh, better book that hotel. I said, no, the crew's getting on. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Pilots getting on He gets on the plane. So I'm like, you're still not going anywhere. And uh, an hour later, he, te- he texts me again and said, they've got a space for us now because obviously trying to prove a point that I was wrong. You know what we like <laughs> with our tourist husbands. Um, he texts me said, Oh, no, the, the place the person the, the pilots just told us he's got a slot got a slot. Anyway, then silence on the text and silence. And then I'm following on the flight details. Mm-hmm. This plane is going nowhere. And at 2am in the morning, they took them off the plane and took them to a hotel and they didn't get um, home until one o'clock the next day. Oh my God. And so sometimes even, you know, when, you know, you know you're know married to, <laughs> to a medium and you really, really should take that advice. There are all those individuals that are like, no, that can't possibly happen. Well, guess what it does, right? That's <laughs>
0: hilarious. So what's the difference between
1: spirits and ghosts? so sp- there are many forms of spirits and we tend to use that word as a sort of a collector but within the spiritual realm there are different vibrations there are different places uh, or realms mm-hmm. where different entities live different spirits live so loved ones and spirit those that, uh, that you've been close to in this life are in the closest realm to you they literally are in the room next door if you know that beautiful poem by um holland john holland um they are in the room next door to us so they're the easiest to connect with right we have earthbound spirits who have said before which are the ghosts which are stuck on the physical plane then we have loved ones in spirit then we have our spirit guides and spirit guides often have had an earthly incarnation with you in a past life um at some point in their own spiritual journey but are obviously now in spirit. They're in a realm, if you like, above from the loved ones in, in, uh, in spirit. And then you move into ascended teachers, ascended masters. okay, angels and angels. So they're all spirits, if you like, but they mm-hmm. all fit in different vibrational realms right? Does that make sense? So to connect with them, each of them, you're you're attuning or you're connecting, you're turning that dial to a different place. So if I want to connect with, say, Archangel Michael or Archangel Gabriel, I need to go higher in my vibration. I need to channel. I need to go all the way up through my crown to a much higher frequency than if I was just chatting to Joe or John, who's a loved one in spirit next to us right right? so there are different ways of connecting with different realms or that's how it has worked for me gotcha and the
0: last question i have here is what is your definition of god ah beautiful do you believe in god or just like a higher spirit or power
1: yeah all of the above (laughs) um (laughs) often um I, I use the word source actually than God, just because of the the connotation the word God has from a religious perspective, right. I suppose. I definitely believe in a higher consciousness, a source, a divine we are all parts of source each of us each of your soul my soul are exactly the same on the inside right and they are part of that source energy and we are experiencing an earthly vibration earthly life a physical body and a mental body so that we can go back to source and share those experiences and that's how Saul's divine or God loves. And there's a beautiful book by Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God. Uh, I don't know whether you've read it, but it's, it's actually more than one book. It's three books at least, um, where he talks about this concept. Neil Donald Walsh did some automatic writing when he was writing to what he defined as, as God, um, difficult time in his life, and found he was writing back automated writing and he didn't know where these answers were coming from and he wrote these beautiful series of books and there are some bits in there which so resonate with me and what my guides have told and he talks about this concept of us all coming from source yeah
0: okay okay interesting um that kind of concludes all the questions i had was there anything
1: else that you wanted to add um, I think if people are interested, we could probably, you know, connect them through to my Facebook page. I do run sure. classes. I teach here as well, people to develop their intuitive development, uh, their, their own int- intuitive abilities. In fact, I'm doing a class on sole purpose at the end of July. So maybe, you know, people, if you want to track me down on my Facebook page, which is Rona Beaumont Finding in a Peace, you can find more about what I do. Okay, yeah, and, and always, what's your website? My okay. website is energyhealingbyrona.com as well. Wonderful. And both places you can uh, you can book me too. So.
0: Okay, so yeah, if awesome. anyone's interested, um, make sure to reach out. And yeah, thank you so much for coming so on and welcome. sharing your story. I really appreciate it. And I think a lot of people now have a better understanding of this kind of world and your life and... Crazy world. Crazy world. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you very much. You're so welcome, Nina. Thank you.